So I'm, uh, I've got the pleasure of inviting uh, Jude Hill. I'm going to just invite you straight up. Jude, do you want to come up? Because we're, we're, um, we've been sharing the last few weeks um, a word in season. Um, uh, this, uh, these weeks as we begin to regather together in person and online, um, we thought we'd make space each week just to hear from one another, to share, to tell stories. Um, and so I'm really, really glad that you're up for this, Jude. Thank you for being so up for it, and I'm just literally going to hand over to you for, for 10 minutes or so um, to share. So, um, yeah, thank you. Over to you. Brilliant. God bless you. Thank you so much, Dave. Morning, everybody. Um, it is genuinely so, so good um, to see you all, and it's really good to get the mask off as well. It's a definite plus of uh, sharing in these days. If you get asked, definitely bear that in mind. Um, but it's so good to just be here and to step into this room and just feel the love and warmth and have the, the maverick chats um, with people as well and know that um, there are people watching on and you guys as well at home just um, kind of gathered around in love. So it's really, really special. Um, David asked me to share like a couple of weeks ago and I've been swirling different thoughts around in my head um, just of some of the, the stuff, some of the gold that I've, um, I guess have, has kept me going um, during this year and I probably had too many thoughts. So the one that I haven't been able to get away from is the one that I'm, I'm going to share this morning. Um, and that, just really simply, is that absolutely everything is redeemable uh, by God. So that's I'm going to share about that, share a bit of a story from my own life around that, and just share from Isaiah and from a passage that's kind of meant a lot to me this year. Um, right at the start of all this back in March there was a Bon Iver song that really um, sort of jumped out at me and it was actually driving home from Redeemer um, I think it was one of the first Sundays or maybe the Sunday just before um, lockdown um, and the lyrics say fold your hands into mine do I believe in seeing every time I know it's lonely in the dark and this year's a visitor um, and I guess it just felt so apt and still feels really apt, like how do we walk in the dark? Because um, we, we don't get to see um, probably most of the time. Um, and how do we try and have faith um, and walk it out in a year that just feels like a really weird visitor? Um, from chatting to some of you guys and chatting to people in my own life, it feels like a really tricky part of the year. Um, like earlier, we'd We'd done the lockdown, we'd done that emergency response and kind of really hunkered down and been in it together and put up rainbows and looked for the rainbows and um, yeah, just being really intentional about it. This stage does feel um, messier, unknown, the horizon um, feels possibly um, scarier or just a bit more blurry. So I guess, um, how do we look for the redemption? How do we try and widen our eyes and, and really um, take this still as a unique opportunity to really um, believe in the promise of redemption? I'm going to read Isaiah 32. I'm going to read a bit from the message um, and then a bit from the NIV because I prefer the different bits in both. Um, so Isaiah 32 Shed honest tears for the lost harvest, the field vintage. Weep for my people's gardens and farms that grow nothing but thistles and thorn bushes. Cry tears, real tears, for the happy homes no longer happy, the merry city no longer merry. And then in the NIV, mourn until the spirit is poured upon us from on high and the desert becomes a fertile field, and the fertile field seems like a forest. Justice will dwell in the desert, 
and righteousness live in the fertile field, the fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. And that, um, that passage and that whole idea of looking into what we've lost, um, naming what we've lost, knowing what we've lost, weeping over what we've lost, um, and then beyond that, the, the hope um, of life in the desert and redemption um, became like a real guiding star to me this year. It probably has um, throughout my life, but I think it really sort of crystallized for me this year. Um, so I guess I just want to think about this morning, like how... How can, we, how can we try to do that? And to do that, I want to try and tell a bit of a story or parable from my own life of where I've experienced Isaiah 32. Um, so I was with my little nephew, uh, Noah, yesterday, and we were walking through the park, and out of the blue, as kids do, um, he was on his wee scooter and being all cool, and then he said, um, Andy, do you get lonely at times? It was just an out of the blue question. Um, and in the past, I think that question would have really, uh, could have probably floored me actually, but we ended up having this really great chat um, and he was asking, you live by yourself, like, is, is that lonely? And so I was able to say like, yes, actually, um, there are times it is lonely, but also um, there are really rich um, people, rich amazing people in my life, don't think he's the word rich, but anyway, um, yeah, it, there is space in my life for some amazing friendships. Um, so we were able to have this chat around people in my life and, um, and just what that was like. Um, and it was a really real moment. I don't know if I totally convinced him. I think he just, as a seven-year-old, wants to live with his mum and dad forever. Um, which I'm not sure they'll be fully ecstatic about, but um, yeah. I didn't manage to convince him, but I knew in that moment that I had convinced myself, as in that is that is my truth, that is my reality, and it felt really healing to be able to to kind of try to communicate that um, to Noah. But I suppose um, for me, loneliness is something that I have battled with um, in the past. It's something I've journeyed, um, and I have really known release um, and, and the realization of redemption in that. But I have battled over the years with feelings of emptiness um, at times, um, feelings of disappointment that life is, is not how I, how I wanted it to be. Um, and also just um, a feeling of heaviness that came with that. And that, was, that has been part of my journey um, in, in, the, in recent years. Um, but really, um, I guess my journey with it is, it is trying to look into that. So the, my journey of, of healing and redemption came by living out some of that Isaiah 32 stuff, trying to face into it, trying to be honest about it, um, weeping tears over that, calling out to Jesus about that um, and, and asking for, for intervention and walking that. And with time, healing, energy, restoration, um, came the miraculous um did happen and so Isaiah 32 for me isn't just a passage or some words on a page like I I do feel it's it's parable of, of what I know um and I know so many of you in the room will have your own parables of that as well of what you've walked and what you've seen um and so I suppose in this weird year like how can we kind of cling to our own parables or look to the parables of redemption that we see in, in other people's lives and in, in our family's lives and our people's lives and our community's lives are in our own heart, the moments that we know that, yeah, it, it was empty. 
um, and God came and there was redemption. And it is that thing, that the whole, um, the whole view that you can take on the Bible, and maybe um, it's part of my lens on it, is, is that the life from nothingness, light in the shadows, um, breath for the dry bones. And, and this, this passage is totally the same. And maybe more than ever, like we need that message and we need to take that to our hearts this year, not just take that to our hearts, but live it out um, then as well. So I guess just at this scary point in the year, um, it maybe feels bizarre to say, but there is a completely unique opportunity to believe in the promise of redemption. But probably first, we do need to name our losses, cry the tears, look it in the eyes, um, and then kind of ask for the Spirit's intervention in terms of trying to train our own eyes to strain to see the the, the parables, um, the life moments that are there. Um, just this morning, I remembered about a, a book that someone had given me about 10 years ago. It's a picture book. Um, it is actually for kids, I think. But anyway, um, I got given this book. It's called The Red Tree. Um, I don't know if any of you have come across it before, but it's a gorgeous picture book. And the premise of the book is um, the girl um, in the book is looking for this beautiful red tree. And Throughout the whole book, she's in, in conflict and in confusion. Every page of the book's actually, it's like it's sort of like a Where's Wally, but it's, it's way cooler and more beautiful. Um, so she's looking for the tree, can't find it. Um, and right at the end, she finds the tree. But when you trace back the book, you can see like a little um, red leaf on every single page of the book. We have to look so freaking hard to find it. Um, but, it but in each page, it is there. And I suppose that's come back to me this year. It's like, what are the red leaves? Um, you know, in each in each page of this, with each phase of this, that we're like, oh, we're completely done with this now. But how can we kind of re regroup, look for those red leaves, and believe um, in that in that promise um, of redemption? And I I think as well, like for me, it's I don't want this year to just be, you know what's going on in my life and kind of um, to just be a lockdown kind of personal um, journey with God either. I think um, the, the passage really points to what does God want to do at this troubled time in our city, um, in our streets as well, in our city, um, in our church, um, and in this patch of land like we call home, which is troubled already. Um, and, and there is this troubled year, but yet... Um, in this passage, God is, is saying, but from this, from literally nothing, from a desert, a field can come, and then from the field, a forest can come, and from that, there can be justice, there can be righteousness, and there can be peace. And like, how much do we know that this, this place needs, needs peace? And so I guess I just think at this juncture, what can I be calling out to God for, for not just my life and my, the people around me's lives, but um, for the church, for this church, um, for a city and for a community, because the promise of peace has been made. Um, and so it's there to be claimed. So I guess just in finishing, it's the, I'm just coming back to um, Isaiah 32. I'm going to read it out again, but um, just the, it's not even a challenge. It's just a series of thoughts, but just that God really specializes um, in pulling redemption from sheer nothingness. So um, I'm just going to read it out. And then I've got a poem that I love that I'm going to um, leave, leave with you. 
So Isaiah 32, mourn until the spirit is poured down from us on high and the desert becomes a fertile field and the fertile field seems like a forest. Justice will dwell in this desert and righteousness live in the fertile field. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. Amen. And just to finish, for those um, who are really struggling today, um, I've got a gorgeous poem that uh, was another little gem that kind of really clicked with me during lockdown as well. It's the John O'Donoghue poem. And to me, it's like a prayer. So I'm just going to finish with that and then hand back to Dave. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the gray window and the ghost of loss gets into you, may a flock of colors, indigo, red, green, and azure blue come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you, Jude, for sharing. It's really not easy to get up here and share and be so vulnerable, um, especially when everyone's rocking the masks and all of that. So I really, really thank you, Jude, for, again, pointing us to the story. I've been thinking a little bit about how that we are witnesses to, to love, to justice, to reconciliation, to the story of redemption. As those who are filled with God's Spirit, we are we're witnesses to, to something that has happened to a God event in our lives. And Jude this morning has pointed us again as a witness to, to this truth that we are part of the story of redemption, that God is making all things new. And that starts in the deepest parts of our own personal lives, whether that's our own, our own pain, our own soreness, our own anxiety, our own disappointments, our own fears. Um, but God meets us in those places. If we identify those, name those, call out in his spirit, he comes to heal and to bring like we like we shared about last week those rivers in the wasteland those rivers in the desert so if that's the thing that we bring, take away today remember that is that god is still at work and he's still redeeming all things including your story wherever you're at today and our city so we can uh, join with that story as we come to the table